Hello, welcome to this bonus episode of Ocean Matters. I'm Izzy Clark, the producer of this series from the Bertha Rayleigh Foundation, and these bonus podcasts are a chance for us to revisit topics and explore extra content from the main episodes. In episode 12, we heard about the changes our ocean has faced in recent years and why it's important to remain ocean optimists in the fight against climate change. One ocean optimist is Sebastian Yankovic Pakarati, who is from an indigenous community, the Rapa Nui, on Easter Island. In 2014, he was part of the Rapa Nui people's request to the Chilean government to turn Easter Island into a marine protected area, which was eventually granted in 2018. Sebastian told me about the experience and started by taking us to Easter Island. Well, we are part of the Polynesian Triangle, located in the South Pacific Ocean. This is a very isolated place. It's five-hour plane from Chile or seven days sailing. This is a small community. It's a small island. We are almost 8,000 people living here. Well, people might know our island from the famous ancestral statue, the Moai. It's a big stone statue with a beautiful face and half of the body. Each Moai represents an ancestor. It's an elder who protects our own community. And there are around a thousand Moai here on the island. Very big. One could be from one meter high to 24 meters high. And we are very proud of our culture. Almost half of the island, the, the land part is, is a national park. And the entire waters are a protected area. All of your waters are protected, which is amazing. And that was a change that was brought about by everyone in your community. But before we get onto that, why did your community need to protect their waters? You know, what changes have you seen in your lifetime or how does that compare to what previous generations have seen? Yes, well, our people have been living from the ocean for thousands of years ago. And we hope to continue doing that. We need to protect the ocean to keep the culture. And we have two main problems. The industrial and illegal fishing is an international problem. And we we have this issue here also. And the coastal overfishing, that is a local problem. And we are working to, to fix that. And also we are in the middle of the South Pacific Ocean. So there is a lot of plastic uh, here on Rapanui waters. We witnessed the decline in fish stock and also an increase in lights at the Eurozone, especially talking about the industrial fishing. What was the impact of all of those things, say industrial fishing, on the communities within Easter Island? Yeah, well, we saw very a lot of different changes. For example, the size of the local and shore fishes are very small. It's more difficult to see big fishers around the coast and also our fishing here is artisanal fishing and we not depredate all the pelagic fishes than the industrial and illegal fishes they do around our coast our our economic exclusive zone so i think that is the the main changes that we saw well also there is less shark population some seaweeds also are going down 
So yeah, we are very interesting in protect the coral reef, the seaweed and the coastal and pelagic species. So given that your waters are protected to fight against industrial fishing and illegal fishing, how did that happen? How did you and your community group together to turn Easter Island into a marine protected area? I think, well, we, we were working on that for many years ago. I think the first marine initiatives to protect the island was started in the late 90s. But it was until 2014 where that the entire community began to work on this all together. And in that time, we created the first marine town hall. And with that community vision, we were able to create our own marine conservation proposal. Maybe around 25 or 30 different local associations, like fishermen, people who live from the ocean, sports, surfer, uh, canoe association, also cultural and agricultural people was there. Because here in my island, Everybody is a fisherman, is a poet and tourist guy. So we do a little thing of, of different activities. So yeah, that is very interesting here as well. The small community and a small island, we need to do everything. Yeah. So how does something like that, you know, having all of these different associations and this community initiative go to then bringing this town hall idea to the attention of the Chilean government like that's quite a big jump we were the community were all together on this one voice directly to the government I think that was one of the key of our process and with this interesting we create a local association called Temao Tebaikaba Urapanui with all these different uh, representatives from different associations and also we get support by different NGOs like Pio Bertarelli, Ocean Legacy, and a lot of scientists from different uh, universities from mainland was uh, trying to help us. So finally, um, we did also a referendum with all the local community. And yes, our people say, okay, we, we are uh, agree with protect our ocean. And that was happened in 2017. So is that what the Chilean government said, that there needed to be a referendum within the community to say, yes, everyone wants to protect? Yes. Right, OK. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because we, we create this uh, local proposal, uh, we present to the, to the government, and the government say, OK, but let's see what the rest of the community think about this. Because we are indigenous communities, so... The Chilean government needs to do that referendum to validate any legal intervention on, on our territory. So from 2018, I started this, uh, this new MPA. This is very big. Amazing. Yeah, so how big is the marine protected area? Yeah, well, the entire area is 720,000 square kilometers with wow. different marine protected areas inside. And different also level of protection. It's one of the largest MPA on the world. And it's an ocean area about the size of France. Gosh, wow. And yes, it's very big. And also the governance system was created by decree. So it's a high uh, level of commitment with the Chilean government and the Rapanui people. Yeah, we are very, very happy with that. 
And so what are the key aims that the community want to focus on and protect within that marine protected area? First is establish ancestral law. Uh, we need to protect the ecosystem and some species, especially where they are in the breathe process. Also educate to the community. For example, we have different sharks here and we are trying to to show the, the fisherman that it's more important the, a living shark than a de dead shark. Uh, also, the control of the industrial and illegal fishing is uh, very important for us in all our economic exclusive zone. And protect the ecosystem, the coral reefs, seaweeds, and the pelagic and shore species as well. Amazing. So, I mean, you must feel so proud of all of the change that you and your community have, have created. Yes, we are very, very proud and happy with this because this is the first governance uh, in the world where indigenous community with the government administrate together a big MPA. So I think this can be a system that completely changed the relationship between protected areas with local and particularly indigenous community. And why is the role of indigenous communities so important for the future of ocean conservation? Well, I think this is a global issue. Most of the indigenous community around the world, not only ocean community, like also in where they live in forest or another ecosystem, we know how to use or how to live from our own resources. In a local scale, we've seen how the ocean moves. We know the winds here. We have 20 different names of uh, the moon, for example. So I think most of the indigenous community around the world, they know very well how the ecosystem are. And that is very important to transfer that relationship from the indigenous people to the people who are living in a normal and modern life, probably sometimes more disconnected from the earth, but in another occasion, trying to do the best thing for, for all the, the planet. Would you say you're optimistic for the future of the ocean? Yes, I, I am very optimistic. And we are a lot of people who think the marine conservation can be getting more strong. And we are trying to help with a small piece of water here from a very isolated place on Easter Island, Rapa Nui, because we think if we protect this small area, it could be not only on a local benefits, it could be a global benefits. And so what advice would you give to any listeners who want to protect the ocean? Yeah, well, um, probably don't give up. It might be hard and take time, but it's work. And also work in a collaboration with the community, the science, NGOs, and the government. We look to, to work all together on this. Also looking and learning from another MPA conservation initiative around the world. So create this network around the marine conservation initiatives are very important too. Thank you to Sebastian Jankovic Pacarati. Ocean Matters will be taking a short break to bring you season two. But if you've enjoyed this series, you can do two things to help us keep the ocean at the forefront of people's minds. Firstly, 
all our Ocean Matters podcasts so far are archived and still available, so do listen and share them. And secondly, you can keep up with what's going on by looking at the Bertarelli Foundation's website, marine.science, as well as lots of other places, and do keep sharing your ocean enthusiasm with your friends. I'm Izzy Clark, and Ocean Matters is a fresh air production for the Bertarelli Foundation. Follow or subscribe now for free wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back in spring 2022.